Welcome to JR Out Loud, the podcast of Jewish Renaissance. I am Judy Herman, and I am so excited today because I'm actually at the Ben Uri Gallery. This is, and I'm with the curator of their latest exhibition, Nicola Baird. So, welcome, Nicola. Thank, Thank you for you. seeing me. <laughs> Thank um, you. And you've curated this beautiful exhibition. I've just had a sort of glance around it. And you're going, to, you're going to show me round. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a quick walk and talk through. So it's been a pleasure to work on this exhibition. Um, it's the fourth in Ben Uri's series of um, exhibitions which are designed to highlight the contribution of emigre artists to Britain since 1900. And it succeeds previous exhibitions on German, Polish and Austrian artists um, in 2017 and 2018. And so we felt like this exhibition was, was well overdue, really. And mm. there are... Um, approximately 13 uh, Czech-born artists in the Ben Uri collection. And so the starting point for the exhibition was um, the Ben Uri collection and showcasing works by Czech-born artists in the collection. And then I've also added a few others and um, a significant body of sculpture from a private collection, mm. as well as some works by contemporary artists. Um, so that's exciting. So there's sort of a whole array of things here, really. Um, it's designed to be kind of quite an eclectic exhibition. Do you start chronologically then? How, I mean, how do you start? No, no, I, I haven't um, curated it in a chronological fashion, largely because the work is so eclectic. Mm. I've more grouped it aesthetically mm. in, in ways that I think showcase the work best. That sounds a much better idea. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's funny, there are sort of groupings of works that work well together, like the two works that open the show, which are by Frida Salvendi of Prague, a watercolour depiction of Prague and um, a sort of urban scene by Katastrenitz. These two work really well together, I feel, um, as they're both kind of watercolours, but also depicting from the very beginning that journey from Prague, Prague to London. Because that also that's something I should highlight, is the fact that these are Czechoslovak artists who have come to Britain or worked in Britain for a significant amount of time. So that was a sort of factor in, in deciding, you know, the artists that would be chosen. Now, of course, we would expect a lot of them to have fled here mm-hmm. just before the war, at the yeah. beginning of the war. They're kinder yeah. transport mm-hmm. children. So there are themes to pick out, but yeah. there's also that flight from communism, exactly. that double whammy yeah. after the so war. While the majority of artists did flee just before or during the war, Emil Orlik, for example... Um, he came over in 1898 oh, that's, well, that <laughs> for a was brief visit, um, yeah, and uh, met with William Nicholson and and sort of dis- and discovered printmaking techniques and uh, and then we also have um, Irina Sedleka, who is a sculptor, um, one of the most preeminent Czech-born sculptors working in the country today. Uh, she fled in 1960. To escape the communist regime, mm. yeah. yeah. That's before the Prague Spring, isn't it? Yeah, that was in '68. Yeah. And then we have Scarlett Nikolska, who is actually still alive and working today. She <sighs> fled, and well, I, I actually don't know the circumstances under mm. which she left the country. I don't know whether it was mm. a, it, whether she fled or not, but she left the country um, and immigrated here in 1974. Actually, you know, you have mentioned already, mm. I think most of the people you've mentioned are mm. women, mm. and that's what I've been really impressed by, how yeah. many women yeah. artists you've well, got Well, it sort here of reflects the... Yeah, mm. it sort of... Ref- I, that was a deliberate decision as well as one that just resulted from the, the body of work that I came across, but it also reflects the fact that the Ben Uri collection is quite strong in female mm. artists. You know, it has a much larger, larger percentage of women artists than most other 
um, National and Museum collections. That's great. We start with two women. Yeah. And so the aim also with this being a group exhibition, I I felt it was important to um, convey, um, you know, biographical details, the stories of these artists, as, you know, some works in the show people will not be familiar with. Mm. So I felt it was important to kind of convey their stories. And also, actually, to point out that quite a few of the artists um, have been exhibited at Ben Uri, um in previous exhibitions, but in the past. So there are a couple of works that either have been shown before, but many years ago, or actually have never been shown. So that's pretty exciting as well. But it's juxtaposition, isn't mm. it, that, mm-hmm. that works as well? So you won't have seen them like this. I mean, for example, because you've juxtaposed these, I mean, yeah. we've got these really interesting sort of strong mm. lines. Mm. They're almost like sketches, aren't they? Yeah. Filled in with um, uh, beautiful colours. Um, you know, the, cut, the, the colours of rooftops and sort of russets and so forth. And then that's the, the one of Prague. By Frida Salvendi. And then I really love the idea of this, this woman. Katastrenitz. Yeah, she, had, she was a, a kinder transportee, so she mm. came over um, in 1939. She was aided by Nicholas Winton, um, the British humanitarian. Yes. And she had a bit of a tough time of it, working on various farms and things. But eventually, her um, drawings were shown to Oskar Kokoschka, the Austrian emigre, who wow. actually <laughs> is featured in this exhibition because he had a Czech passport. Oh. Um, so he gained Czech nationality in 1938, just before fleeing. But um, Mrs. Winton actually showed her drawings to Kokoschka, and um, it was on his recommendation that she then was awarded a place at the Regent Street Polytechnic. She actually didn't particularly like the teaching there, so ended up leaving, but subsequently married and, and you know, studied and con- continued her art practice and generally focused on the King's Cross um, area because, yeah. Because that's where she was living. Yeah, yeah, she was living and also her husband um, owned a plastics factory south of the old Caledonian Road Market, so but she, yeah. Now, two things. One mm. of which is, don't you think it's incredible to go with what you've got mm. and make something beautiful of yeah. it? Yeah. Because in those days, I mean, now it's super trendy, mm-hmm, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. beautiful new art centre down there, King's Place and all yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, It's super trendy. But in yeah. those days, we're talking about, mm. well, there'd be prostitutes and her fact, the yeah, factory. Yeah, no, so exactly. It would have been quite a chosen. rough and ready place, yeah. Yeah, and, and as I said, she's made something beautiful of it, because mm. what colours would you think? You wouldn't think these beautiful pastels. Yeah. King's Cross pastels, you wouldn't exactly. think. Exactly, and it was a 40-year obsession. She kind of yes. kept going back to these, uh, these places oh, and Bless themes. her for that. So now we're moving on to a work called Samson by Walter yeah, Hertz. Biblical. That, um, yeah. It's not been shown in a long time. Um, beautiful. Yeah. God, it, I mean, it's, it is... Samson bringing down the temple, but it's, um, I suppose, it's sort of impressionist, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is quite impressionistic. It's all, almost, almost Girard, because it's got dots on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, he's got an interesting story. He also fled to London in 1939 and, and was a sort of a book illustrator, but also painted um, and also had a, had a collection of books and artefacts which were subsequently donated to the University of Jerusalem. So, and I think this work contrasts really well with the work that it's next to, which is by Skarn and Nikolska and depicts Sabbath in Prague. Yeah, um, because they're both really ju- lovely Jewish Yeah, beings, they're big, strong mm. works with powerful colours, mm. bright colours. Yes, this is in the synagogue. Yeah, and mm. Skarn and Nikolska, as I said earlier, is still mm. working. She lives in Paris, but she previously lived in oh, Brussels as well. She's not that old, is she? She's, what, 70 nearly? Not quite 70, um, actually. 
she was born in 1949, mm. yeah. And it's interesting to note that, so she came to, to England in 1974. She then had a solo exhibition at Ben Uri in 1975. So that's a really nice connection there. And, and this is obviously a work in, in the collection. She obviously, you know, she goes for these Jewish themes, but yeah. we're not talking biblical so much. No, no, actual, it's more kind of a nostalgia yeah. for her Prague mm. years. Um, but, yeah. Not necessarily always religious um, depictions, but no. yeah, just that kind of nostalgia for for a vanished world. Yes, yeah, so, and, and you, you you sort of feel it when you look at this picture because we're looking. I think probably that is where people have been called up. Mm. You can see there's probably a scroll there, but yeah, yes, yeah. definitely a scroll. Mm. But it's it, as I say again, it's quite impressionist, mm. as you mm. said, it goes perfectly with the one uh, next to it that we talked about, Walter Hertz. And then next we have a really powerful sculpture by uh, Irina Sedleka, who is also still alive and working. Um, and this is one of a group of works um, by her in this exhibition. And she was married to Fran Tobelsky, whose work is also represented in the exhibition. And this is um, a depiction of Baudelaire in the guise of Faust with the Phantom of Mephistopheles. It's pretty haunting, I have to say. Very, very striking. Um, and it's commonly considered to be her sort of masterwork. Um, well, he's very so strong standing there, isn't yeah. he? I mean, you know, I don't know what one thinks about Faust, but this he looks so strong. Oh, what are you doing? You're just joking. Just wiping him. some... Oh, you're, you're being a Just a dusting, yes. You're dusting. <laughs> Last-minute dusting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're really pleased to be able to have this, this work in the exhibition. I love the strength of that face. Yeah, the figure behind is yeah, very haunting. Very frightening, yeah. actually. And yeah. I suppose, really, Mephistopheles should be. Mm. Um, oh, so this is something quite to, different. Yeah, yes. um, a work by Schrager Weil, which is called Symbols of Passover, The Ram. This work I love, and I feel, again, it goes aesthetically with the works that it's placed near to, which are by a Born Friend and uh, Bacon. So, Weil, um, this depicts the, the sacrificial or paschal lamb. Yes, and there, there um, we can see there's a ram there. We can see his horns. It sort mm. of reminds me a bit of Picasso. Yeah, no, that's that's it's it's true. It does yes. have elements of it, if you think of those that period Picasso when it was still quite figurative, yeah. but not that figurative. So. This is only one of two works in the exhibition where the artist did not actually immigrate to Britain. Mm. It's an important work in the collection, um, and he was Czech-born, so I felt it was war. important to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Yeah, he was arrested in 1943 and sent to a concentration camp with his wife, and from which they both escaped in 1944. So, amazing story. Don't they all have? They've got their art, they've got yeah, their stories. Yeah. I mean, they're forged in quite a, a fire of suffering, mm -hmm. these, these people, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and another thing I just wanted to mention was the colours, because mm. this is, you know, I don't know what you'd expect, but they're pastel colours. Yeah. Lemons and turquoise, very pale turquoise, or something darker mm. turquoise. There's a bunch of flowers. Uh, now, is that an angel? I'm not quite sure what that figure is in the centre. What would you think? Yeah, I'd say an angel. Yeah. yeah. Carrying a, a bunch of flowers, it looks like. <laughs> with a dove on his or her shoulder. Yeah. And a bowl of fruit, perhaps, on the other hand. Yeah. It's hard to know. Yeah. But it's such an interesting image. Mm. There's another figure on the side who's very, really Picasso sort of mm -hmm. figure. And she, I think it's a she. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. She's it. wearing a dress. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, so maybe the. Uh, so it's called Symbols of Passover, mm. and there must be others. Then I suppose if that's the ram. There'll be others. Yeah. In the series. Yeah, mm. I'm not. Uh, mm. I'm not sure where the others are now, but um, this is the only one we have in the collection. Um, so next we come to a work called Blue Grey Fishes by Jacob Bornfriend. 
Um, this work is very much in dialogue with the British extractionists, namely um, Patrick Heron and Peter Lanyon. And it uses rhythmic patterns to capture the dynamism of abundance which he perceived in the British landscape. Mm. He also fled to Britain in 1939 and lost much of his work in the process, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but he subsequently um, exhibited here uh, with Jack Bilbo's Modern Art Gallery and also at the Czech Institute, at the Czechoslovak mm. Institute, which, um, which supported and exhibited a number of um, artists in this exhibition. Mm. Um, uh, we are lucky, I mean, that they came here. I mean, it is a terrible thing that happened to them, but yeah. we are we are lucky and they survived. So, can I look at this? It's fascinating. Yes. This is a work by Yehuda Bakon, and we've actually got um, a special event about Bakon um, during the exhibition run. It's on the 13th of um, May with a Bakon um, specialist mm. called Dr. Glenn Suho. Mm. Um, and this work is called Variations on a Theme, and it's very unlike... A lot of his work, which, because of his, his horrific experiences mm. um, during the Second World War, do deal with the Holocaust. You know, it, he feels it's his duty to, to represent that experience and also to be a witness. Whereas this work is actually very uncharacteristically optimistic. Um, it's a celebration mm. of form of colour. They're prints, um, basically, of a woman um, in, with different mm. colours... Same um, woman, different isn't patterns. it? Yeah. yeah, but she's dancing. I exactly. Think, which is what's so beautiful about her. And yeah. I think she might be wearing some sort of dance costume. Yeah. Um, mm. And I feel like this work really chimes well with the sculpture that we have mm. um, next to it, um, a number of which are of female figures. Mm. And these are by Fran Tabelski, um, who was married to Irina Sedleka. He, he died in, in 2000. He also immigrated to Britain in 1939, and the works we have here. Yeah, I've grouped these um, in a sort of sculpture cabinet together because um, I feel like they really, as I said, chime well with the back on variations on a theme. They're sort of domestic almost, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, a woman perhaps sorting out her hair mm. uh, nude and then another yeah. one look, definitely looking in a mirror. Yes, yes. I mean, that, that, yeah. there's a theme emerging here. And Joyride is so lovely because it yeah. looks like it's a... This is related to a commission for mm. Stevenage Development Corporation um, oh, in wow. 1958. <laughs> yeah, and he he actually did a number of uh, public sculptures, mm. um, one of which you can also see in London outside the um, Shell Building mm. on the South Bank. Well, let's look at this one though, because I I, I mean it looks it's a mum and the the, the joy rider yeah. is her, her toddler on her back. Yeah, but it really it does it. express <laughs> that joy, doesn't it? Yes. Because you, you can see on the, the woman and the child's face that they're that, smiling. And that lovely smile. Yeah, yes. and it's very kinetic work. You know, there's a yeah. lot of energy about I it. I can sort of feel them saying, wee! Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, really I just lovely. quickly want to mention mm. as well, while we're looking at yeah. sculpture, um, this owl, wonderful owl yes. piece by Anita Mandel. Mm. And she, like Katastranitz, was also a kinder transportee. Um, so, you know, that, that sort of mm. narrative unites them. But um, she is also still alive and working. Um, I believe she's in her 90s. What's that one made of? Um, it's made of Rio rosewood. Is it? I um, thought it was wood. Yeah, I was just checking yeah, in case I was wrong. Yeah, which is now sort of hard Gorgeous. to come by. So she's actually changed her practice mm. a little and, and uses now different materials. It, but Well-named rosewood because it's, yeah. it's a beautiful, deep, yeah. rich brown, yeah. golden brown, mm. isn't it? And she actually trained as a zoologist, which mm. is why a number of her works are of 
um, animals. And I, am I right in thinking she's used the grain of the wood there, or is it something she's done yeah, to it yeah. to, to almost show the, the owl's feathers Yeah, no, nearly. she's, she's uh, really showcasing the, mm. the material to its best. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. This is set in Ghetto Terezin. Yes. Which, yeah, uh, yeah, so or Stadt. Yeah. So we're back to mm. sadder times. Yeah, exactly, sadder times, unfortunately. But, yeah, these are two works from a series of ten in the Benuri collection. Uh, by Leo Haas, um, who uh, was sent to a concentration camp and managed to hide his works in the walls. Wow, And he that's then a good went story. back to retrieve them after mm. the war. And they were there? Yeah, and they were there. He retrieved some 400 oh. of them. This resilience mm. is incredible, isn't it? I know, it? it's amazing. And, and so we have two here, Ghetto and Life the Marketplace. And then it, with these two works, um, I've, I've put a work by Geza Sobel, who... Um, is not so well known now, um, although he's now better known for his later kind of abstraction work, which was um, made in France. But he immigrated to Britain in the early 1940s, and um, this this work outside the prison was part of a series called Civilization, which was um, exhibited actually at the Czechoslovak Institute, which I mentioned earlier, and also at the V&A alongside Goya's um, etchings, famous war etchings, and Callot's. Um, famous etchings, so that's pretty special. And they were also published um, by Penguin Books in 1942, the same year that they were exhibited. And what you've done is, you these are all monochrome, you've put three more or less monochrome, yeah. but because they are uh, uh, people in straightened exactly. circumstances in prison yeah. or in the camp, mm. people who are confined. Exactly, um, so I felt it was important to... Mm. To show this, and I've also got in, a, in an archival um, between the um, the civilization book that was published by uh, Penguin and a couple mm. of other images. There's Beautiful. another work by Irina Sedleka, who mm. I mentioned earlier, mm. and this is a depiction of Franz Kafka, uh, done in 1967. That's absolutely wonderful. It, yeah. uh, it's got. It, I love the way it's so thin. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not Giacometti. No, but it's, but it's reminiscent. Yeah, yeah, just slightly reminiscent of it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, Fi and um, Kafka also appears in Feigl's story, which we'll come to later. Mm. They were at school together, um, so I felt like that was a nice link. And, and Kafka was obviously an important figure for her, and this, this work was executed just after she'd, she'd immigrated mm. to Britain. Um, and she said, reading the trial, um, I understood for the first time what it means to be Czech. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, he made sense of those terrible times when the authorities would simply pull you in for questioning without you ever knowing the reason. That experience has shaped our national psyche. So, uh, and that we're talking here, we're talking about communism, not not, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we've moved on to a, <clears throat> a different time. Yeah. yeah. So next to Franz Kafka, we have um, a portrait of John Hartfield, the German photomontagist, uh, by Milan mm. Cosman, um, and I felt like the. the the figure head really picks up on the Franz Kafka head and the proportions of that. I met Millet. Oh, really? <laughs> she did a sketch of me. Oh, really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Oh. She's on my wall at home. Oh, obviously. how nice. Yeah. And she's not been that long dead. No, actually. no, she's, yeah. So. She seemed to me like she'd gone forever when I met her. Oh. She was almost completely blind. Mm. And yet she managed to do a head of me. But, oh, wow. You know, just like that. Yeah. One, two, so, three. yeah, that's an amazing story. The reason why I've included this work, because obviously Melaine uh, was mm. German, um, I've included this work because Hartfield um, was, at, was actually in Prague just before the mm. Second World War, and he fled um, 
just before the war, um, like Kokoschka. And he was also part of the Oscar Kokoschka Bund um, group mm. of artists that were opposed to Nazi um, cultural policies. So it's really more to do with the it's, fact that you wanted a sketch of him. Yes, mm. yeah. And, um, Lovely, really. It's so distinctive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, she, she worked very fast, mm. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. Within, with, on this um, small section of wall, mm. I've got a number of um, figurative works. So alongside um, the Hartville portrait, I've also got uh, a portrait of a market woman by Walter Trier, um, alongside um, a bronze relief um, mm. of Wenceslas Holler, um, by Fran Tabelsky. This one here? Yes. Looks like Shakespeare, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So Holler was a master etcher mm. and one of the most uh, prolific artists of the 17th century. Mm. But he also um, worked in, in London. And, really? Um, wow. Yeah, an exhibition of his work was, was held at the Czechoslovak Institute, mm. which, again, I've mentioned mm. a number of times. Mm and was opened by Secretary of State Anthony Eden in 1941. Mm. Um, so there's a nice link there with yeah. you know, working in Britain. And in fact, the, um, the prime version of this bronze relief mm. forms part of the um, epitaph in Southwark Cathedral, which mm. was commissioned in 1983. Um, so that's pretty special. Mm. And alongside the works that I've just mentioned, we also have a work by Feigl, mm. Bedrick Feigl, mm. of the restaurant. Um, and he, he too immigrated in 1939 and, you know, missed this kind of cafe house culture that he'd had in Prague and Paris um, in London, where there were very few places to be, you know, and socialise with other emigrants. But, you know, there was a place in West Hampstead called Cosmo. Oh, well, you know, yeah. there's going to be a show about that in oh, the autumn. There? Yes, as part of the Inside to the Outside oh, of the Exhibition. Where's that Ballad going to of be? the Cosmo Cafe. Um, I think it's going to be in a church um, in Swiss Cottage. Okay, that's mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah, so... That is supposed to be the Cosmo, is it? Mm. Right. Well, well, no, it's not, ne it's it's not necessarily the Cosmo, but it yes. could well be, yes. given that he, yeah. he went there quite a bit. So did I. So did you? <laughs> My mum and dad used to take oh, me there wow. to have schnitzel. Oh, <laughs> what a special memory. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is, yes. Yeah, so he called uh, cafes the, the marketplaces of life, and... Um, He's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Again, it's those colours, mm. isn't it? I love the, you know, the greys and the russets, yeah. but it's very gentle colours. Exactly. And, and I feel like the grey-blue then picks up on the work which I've placed does. next to it, yes. which is also by Irina Sedleka, and it's of, um, it's a small <sighs> sculptural work of Sir John Gielgud in the role of Hamlet. It's wonderful. Yeah. So again, that got nice, in there. <laughs> yeah, that nice link with Britain, um, yes. British culture. Mm. Um, and it was one of a, a series of theatrical portraits um, mm. called The Great Actors and Singers. Yeah. Isn't um, it lovely that they came here and they took in, you know, the, the yeah, local culture, well, exactly. so to speak, yeah. you know, the local stars, heroes. Yeah, and really immersed themselves. I love themselves. that, yes. Yeah. So they, they, were, they, didn't, they did both. They mm. hark back. I mean, often the same person yeah. hark back to the old country, but yeah. they were part of the new country. Mm. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and so mm. she also worked with Laurence Olivier and Maria mm. Callas um, mm. on portrait heads mm. um, as well. Um, well, this is one of him doing the, the Hamlet pose. You yeah. know, he's sitting there and he's got his head on, resting on yeah, his hand. Yeah, looking a bit... Uh, and uh, pensive, I pensive, think, to say the least. Yeah. He's obviously about to hold forth with a soliloquy. Mm -hmm. or, what do you think? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll guess it might not be to be or not to be. 
it might be something, one of the others. <laughs> no, probably one of the others. Oh, um, this too, too solid flesh would melt would be a good one. Right, someone's coming in. Stop. Uh, I do love Kenneth Williams being right next to Sir John Gill because yeah. that works for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a contrast in, <laughs> yes. in terms of the kind of work that they did because obviously Kenneth Williams was a comedic actor mm. and Gilgood was, was more of a dramatic. But you know what I love? She's got, you can almost hear him speaking. You know, he did this wonderful pursed lip thing. Right. And when he spoke, you could hear that, mm. oh, the pursed lip <laughs> thing. And he's doing it. And so I can almost hear him just looking at it. Ah, oh, okay, so, yeah. And yeah. I think it's, again, she, she's, she is very Mm, yeah. She captures people. Exactly. Both her and Fran Tabelsky were also very mm. involved in the Society of Portrait Sculptors, mm. um, where this was was also exhibited. And mm. it's part of a Talking Heads series. Oh, lovely. Um, well, I was right then, wasn't yeah, I? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and moving on to the last sort of section of wall, yes. which is much more colourful, um, some florals and... Uh, you know, botanical themes mm. um, and includes historical and contemporary works. So on the left we have um, a still life studio exercise by Oscar Kokoschka who um, who actually fled to Britain in 1938 um, mm. as a Czech citizen technically. He had gained Czech citizenship mm. in 1938. Um, and this is a very kind of colourful, kinetic work, mm. um, floral, um, and picks up very nicely with um, the colours in the works which it's placed next to, which are by contemporary artist Teresa Beskova. Um, and this is a series of three, um, all titled Erdingtonia. Um, what does that ever mean, Erdingtonia? Yeah, which is a sort of mythical place mm. based on Erdington in uh, Birmingham. Mm. Um, and this series, um, you know, highlights Ben Uri's key themes, which are, you know, art, identity and migration, this is a record of, of, of a participatory um, work she, she initiated called Clipping the Church, um, in which she got, she was, um, she was seeking to revive an ancient and almost forgotten English tradition where families would flock to the church and hold hands with, with each other to uh, completely encircle the church. Oh. And um, so she, she you know, orchestrated this oh, clipping document. Clipping, as a clipping yeah, can mean clipping. holding in your arms, clipping. Well, yeah, yes, it but it involved more than mm. 200 people. I think what's wonderful about them is that they're, they're, they're somewhere between the sort of Russian icon feel, mm. aren't they, because they've got that sort of gold on, and the idea of fantasy. Yeah, total yeah, fantasy, exactly. Yeah. Greenwood fantasy. Yeah, I love the fantastical yeah. element. Mm. Um, mm. I think they're really striking. Yes, and we've got two little girls sitting here with flowers on their yeah. heads with a, a semi-naked woman between, but she's a sort of... She actually looks more like a goddess. Yeah, I yeah, very say. kind of folksy. And, yeah, um, very, very fancy. I could hear them singing folk songs, yeah, practically. Yeah. Yes, beautiful thing. Um, and th that series of works are placed next to um, a work by Mila Fostova, also a contemporary artist, mm. um, and this work is called Town Tree. I love that. Um, it's a very colourful etching on paper, blue and red, and again, it, it really picks up on these themes of, of identity and migration and, you know, mm. where you belong, because it effectively depicts a tree in which um, are placed buildings and, you know, the, the town is the tree, if you see what yes, I mean. Yes, well, they're growing yeah. in the yeah. branches of the tree in, among the foliage. Yeah. But what is so strange and wonderful is you would expect the tree trunk to be brown and mm. you'd expect the ground underneath it to be green, yeah. possibly or green and brown. But it's blue. It's almost yeah. like the sea that it's coming yeah. out of. And yeah. So both the trunk and the, um, and, and the, the ground are blue. Like we mm. remembered hills, maybe. But what I also love is that there's a, a way into the tree. Yeah, the, there's a little, little doorway yes. and the bell, yeah. Mm. So you can um, go into the tree trunk, up the tree, and then there's a, the bridges 
mm. into the town. Yeah, exactly. It, so it's such a wonderfully really imaginative work. work. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's placed next to another work by the same artist, Mila Firstover, um, called mm. Nest, which again yeah. picks up on the same themes as Town Tree. Yes. Um, it, it's a depiction of a nest, basically, with an egg in it and some um, remnants of chairs and a woman th mm. looking through a window, buildings. Actually, that's the London skyline, isn't it, there? Because oh, I can yeah, see the so gherkin. Oh, so it is. So yeah. we know this is quite modern. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's yeah, those feelings of home yeah. versus mm. your new home mm. where, you've, where you've immigrated. And she came over in 1996 mm. um, and has subsequently studied and has built a career. Um, a successful career. So, um, yeah, so we should say that these last few works are all, you know, from from well, from this, this century, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all from the 2000s. Yeah. And then finally, um, in a vitrine, we have um, another work by Oscar Kokoschka, um, a playful work called The Donkey, um, which is a colourful chalk on paper work. Um, and this was made for the eminent Czech emigre art historian J.P. Hoden. His wife is dedicated to his wife, Pamela, um, who he called um, the beautiful one. Um, and we, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful, actually. Yeah. I mean, and it's nice, to bring in the, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to bring in the Hoden connection mm. because Hoden also had a connection with Feigl. And that's brought out in the exhibition label. Mm, mm. Um, and next to that, we have a, another colourful work by um, Dorit Epstein, who was also known as Dorit Deck. Um, yes. And she was a graphic designer. She also had a very interesting story. Um, she immigrated in 1938. She took up a scholarship at the Ryman School, specialising in graphic design. Um, she then joined the Women's Royal Naval Service and became a linguist and passed intercepted messages sent to the German mm. naval forces to Bletchley Park, which is amazing. All these people should have novels and or exactly, biographies yeah. written Their about them. stories are just yeah. so fascinating. Um, and then she, um, she became a freelance graphic designer um, and had many clients, including London Transport, British Rail, P&O, mm. um, Penguin, Tatler. So again, you know, really involving herself in... in um, in kind of British institutions, really. And uh, she was also, as part of the 1951 Festival of Britain's Land Travelling Exhibition, mm -hmm. one of their designers. Um, and her designs were, were subsequently displayed in cities in the Midlands and north of England. Um, this work is actually a small, very personal work called To Tasha, and it's a birthday card, so it wasn't oh, actually intended for public is? display, but... Um, mm. I felt like it was still a good representation of her work. It's very carefree and colourful. And <clears throat> I really wanted to include her story. So mm. I wonder if, if Tasha's a child, because it's they're lovely childish figures on, on the card, yeah. aren't they? And I don't think she was, no. but she may have had a young family. Yeah. So that's why I mean, I yes, that might be who we're looking at, because it looks like a, a, possibly a man and a woman and two children, or it could be two women, but they are standing on green grass, but they've got red, white and blue yeah. in the background, which I rather like. Yeah. Mm. And then finally, um, I've also got on display a book called Rail Tracks, which is by another contemporary artist called Teresa Stelikova. Um, and this was a collaboration with John Berger and Anne Michaels. Um, yeah, so it's really? her photography, wow. exactly, of um, the winter landscapes of southern Bohemia that illustrates oh. this book. Um, and we've actually got um, her coming to speak next Monday evening as part of an event. That uh, where really she, yeah, where yes. she'll be talking about this book project, mm. as well as a film project called Trieste, which she um, she did in collaboration with the writer Deborah Levy. Oh, so um, so that'll be fascinating. 
it's a rail track that is to do with um, railways in Bohemia or where? Yeah, it's, they um, are very interesting. It's essential you know. and exploratory mm. dialogue illustrated mm. throughout with photos by Stella Kova, um, which themselves chart this journey by train through wintry Bohemia. So just finally, just to sum up. Yeah. Uh, to sum up, really, it's a celebration of um, the work of these Czechoslovak-born uh, artists who came to Britain for various reasons, mainly fleeing war, but also subsequently for more positive reasons. It also marks the 80th anniversary mm. of Hitler's invasion of Rump Czechoslovakia. We call it Rump Czechoslovakia mm. because um, it was the remaining part of Czechoslovakia because the Sudetenland had already been ceded mm. the previous year. So... It's in part a celebration and in part an important kind of historical marking. I think it, what is great is one feels one's shaking one's fist in, in Hitler's face. Yeah. Because... Yeah, because these artists subsequently thrived mm, and made work exactly. and, and mm. you know, were able to make the most of their lives um, post-war. Yeah. And brought so much here. Yeah, and, exactly. and so resilient. Yeah, yeah, it's all about their contribution to mm. British culture. Yes. So I think it's really important to be... Acknowledging that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Nicola, Nicola Baird, um, I want to thank you so much for your time showing me around. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been a really enjoyable experience, and I hope um, people learn a lot from this exhibition. I hope they come. Yeah. I'd be missing something if they don't. Yeah, let's hope they come as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. you.